trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 581. I'm Adam and... <laughs> Oh, sorry. And here's she's back, Mary. I am Mary, human. I have agreed to this memory wipe of my own free will. Probably a good idea, too. And blow me, Cartliff Blown. <laughs> Please stand away from the door. We do not wish to hurt you before incineration. We are embarking on a time heist this evening. And, Do we have um, to? I'm, well, I'm, I'm delighted that we can really belt through this episode so I can go into the other yes. room and build some Lego. Right, hang on. Let's see what's coming through on the live feed. Oh, a, a welcome uh, viewer uh, of the from the Arlawite Doctor Who uh, fans page. Um, yes, oh no. I've got a spinning um, buffering doodah coming through on the internet. I presume that everybody else hasn't got that, but on my side, it's a, we've got a very windy day here on the Isle of Wight. It's a storm uh, uh, named by the letter I. I can't remember what name it is. And, um, yes, it might have an adverse effect on connection. So I presume you lot are still there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're here. Well, my video isn't, but just in case uh, it's just my computer playing up because of you know, white fibers <clears throat> inability to connect properly during a storm. Um, I thought you had, you were, uh, you had one of those perfect uh, Macintoshes. I don't think that Apple control the internet on the Isle of Wight, but I, I know they'd like to. I would probably control the internet everywhere. But so there you um, Yeah, so stuff's coming through on the live feed. Of course, you can watch the main live feed on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join. Or if you're on the Isle of Wight and you want to join the Isle of Wight Doctor Who fans group, you have to message somebody because Chris Kane wanted the group to be private, so only us... Uh, only us Doctor Who fans will be on it. Trouble with it being private, of course. No one can see it. No, you know, I'm a member of that group, and I'm not You shouldn't be all right. Yeah, you're getting kicked out. Who's, who's the moderator on that? That's uh, that's Julian. Julian, you have to kick Kirby out of the group. He's not a member. He's not on the Isle of Wight. Uh, well, he is sort of on the Isle of Wight, but by the fact that he's talking through this bit, I think I'm getting a bit mixed up here. Right then. Um, live feed. Uh, Lillian Robin, hello there. And then I liked the wall. Now, I have to say, the wall... Isn't that that one that Danny Dyer used to present when Angela Rippon did the voiceover? She'd ask the questions. The wall! Drop him! That's basically Danny Dyer. Yeah, you anyway, said, yeah. You said you got a picture of the wall earlier, so I think she's responding. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. It's a good wall, though, isn't it? That's the one that hasn't got a crack in it. Something much more prosaic. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh, Neil James is on. Let's see how long it takes for them to flirt. Here we go. Neil James, good evening, time heisters. Have a wonderful podcast. And then... Hi, Lillian. Lillian. Hi, Neil. <laughs> I think I'm, I feel as if oh, yeah. I'm... You know, some people have met over things like this, yeah. and, you know, the future is rosy. I feel as if I'm intruding on something. Right. So, time heist begins uh, with um, some spinny stuff going on, and then uh, it's a doctor and a couple of other characters, including Clara. Oh, no, he's in the kitchen, isn't he? Oh, yeah, isn't he? 
doesn't he sort yeah, of... this will be an interesting one to hear you narrate because it's it's, <laughs> it's uh doesn't lend itself well to description yeah that's why i'm hoping i can skip for it quickly there's a little oh i've got the right episode yeah hey, hey i, I oh, have a suggestion it begins it's nonsense uh it ends shut Done. up shut up just a second <laughs> please kirby I didn't see these bits. When I watched it the other day, are these bits that I'm, I'm watching now, I didn't see them for some reason. That's um, the iPlayer wasn't working properly because I didn't see the opening scene with the Doctor messing around what it looks like to be in a washing room. And then um, Clara having a bit of a romantic moment with Danny. And then the Doctor turns up and uh, the TARDIS dematerializes. And uh, there's a phone call comes through on the on the blower, on you know, the St. John's phone. Um and the next minute, they're they're in a room, and there's a memory worm, um, and they've yeah, all that, had their memory. I mem- like the memory worm uh, section. That was they, great. The um, they've all had me- their memories wiped, which obviously is. And uh, Isabella happened to walk through at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. At this point, and pointed out that the bloke uh, apparently is in Bridgerton. That the bloke who plays, damn, I can't remember. Sai, hasn't it? Yeah, he's in Bridgerton. Yes, yeah, Sai. Yeah. Anyway, so and that's, that's that's what I was doing while watching this whole thing, just sighing all the way through it. Yeah, so they've got to um, they've got to rob uh, the the um, biggest or the most secure bank in the universe. No, that's fine. Um, it's very James Bondy, or it looks like it was attempting to be anyway. Um, I tell you what, I also I thought some of the the design on the sets were quite good. No, this is something I normally say at the end, but as I can see it on the screen now, I thought I'd better mention it. But you know what it reminded me of some of the this sort of repetitive design around this this whole episode is very Lego. I reckon whoever <laughs> designed the sets were these, you know, the circular blocks mm-hmm. um, right next to the other. It, was, it looks like a top of a Lego brick. And um, I know. <laughs> is that why you think. like it? <laughs> no, I like that because if you're if you're somebody who builds Lego, I wouldn't particularly want to build this set. But if you wanted to. Especially the bank itself, that was very Lego. Uh, I would just say it was very blocky, and and that looked like it could okay. be easily constructed by a Lego enthusiast. Anyway, yes, Mary. Well, I thought you said something. Anyway, right. So they they're heading on to uh, to rob this bank. There's this lady with the glasses and the swept back hair, uh, played by um, Keely Hawes. Now. I feel, Mary, and I don't know if you want to, you agree with me or not, this is the third time that Stephen Moffat has decided to make the baddie have this similar hairstyle and a similar <laughs> yeah. sort of pencil yeah. skirt. Um, uh, first one being, of course, uh, Kaverian, wasn't it? The, the, the horrible woman who created River Song. Oh, well, created River Song as in manipulated the existence of River Song. Um, and what she was set out to do, uh, and she looks a bit like her. And of course, Missy um, has a similar hairstyle-y setup and similar look. They could, of course, pass as sisters or clones, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I just noticed it in this episode. I thought, oh. yeah, but, but but you have to admit that that look is pretty threatening. It does lend itself to sinister sinisterness, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It so, does. but then. Uh, to have three characters within two series that look quite similar like that is a bit oh, okay, fine. Um, the, the 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 lady in it, the one that if you touch, uh, you can be she turns into that person. Can't remember her name. 
Um, you know, she reminded me a little bit of uh, the Queen from from the Beast Below as well. I felt not quite as feisty as the Queen, but yeah. Anyway, um, so they've um, they're sort of going off to rob this bank and stuff, uh, and they end up in this sort of almost like a great big yard with the the bank in the background, uh, which is beautifully rendered. You see the birds flying, or at least alien birds and to cut a long story short uh it results in um one of these sort of other gentlemen within this sort of master area pardon master, master. yes uh there is you know the cuts to the scene of them walking in uh the doctor and company walking into the lobby of the bank there there's a cut scene which you can find online uh where they go through security to get into I really must find that one. Whoa, yes, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> must find boring uh, scene that, that it was so bad that it got taken boring, out boring of this seat, episode. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Well done, Kirby. That's a good the, shout. Shows... Sorry, carry on. It shows oh, them doing the whole breath thing again, but that they do in the scene after this as well yeah that breath thing what was that all about again i've forgotten that's supposedly giving getting dna to be identified okay um i did forget to mention because i dread if you go to about four minutes into the episode our good friend clemso makes an appearance or two uh, yes i already posted the picture of that good old clem um anyway this um this weird creature um with eyes on stalks um it's quite a cool design creature actually uh, comes in and um he's able to sort of see if anybody's been a bit naughty so we'd have no chance would we that for me and came in um and especially mary um and then um takes um and turns the brain into soup for some reason that it makes the the skull collapse as well uh probably for just because they could do that particular special effect to make it look uh, <laughs> cool but anyway so he, he apparently he's still alive but his brain is uh melted Soup, yeah. Soup. It's soup. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so on on they go, and, and they go. It's basically I like a labyrinth. Don't, don't like the, this this grumpy, uh, heartless version of the doctor. Mm. He's soup. Nah, well, he's been he's right now. I don't think he's particularly happy about being put in this situation. To be fair. Um, but anyway, so he's put um, himself into the situation. Yeah, I know, but I don't think he's happy that he's put himself in this situation. Future versions of the Doctor have put past versions of the Doctor in situations, and they're never happy about it. Anyway, so they, they, I did like the scene. Um, they, they're in this like this room, and the camera's looking up from behind, and he's got this sort of gadget that changes the molecules of the floor and it opens it up a bit like the squareness gun, but not square. And um, they sort of jump down, and uh, then the, the, he replaces the floor just as the guards, guards, come in. Um, yes. I do like a good guard. Um, and they sort of go around and do stuff. And uh, and there's, uh, and I'll be forward a little bit. Oh, yeah, Clara flirts with um, uh, Cy. Um, I like Cy. I like Clara. Uh, I also like the, the girl whose name I forget that, that goes off with the doctor. That, you know, can change herself into whoever she touches because we see her face going at the beginning when uh we see her face going a bit funny because she's just touched the memory worm so it's yes. just gone went a bit memory wormy yeah. <clears throat> anyway so 
Um, this um, creature has been um, kept, has a name, doesn't it, this creature? It's called uh, the Teller. The Teller. I don't, see, I don't see pen anywhere. Uh, um, anyways, we've been a bit mistreated, uh, to be fair, by um, Kitty Horse, uh, kept in this cage. Again, I think it sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, a monster that was kept in a similar environment in Torchwood many years ago, but uh, it's quite what, possible. What, the whale? No, that wasn't kept in a sealed thing. This oh. is the one, the, the story in which um, Yanto died. There was a, a oh, monster that's that right. kept in some sort of similar um, facilities. And, you know, the... the I'm jumping ahead to the end of the story, but we just had uh, putting two creatures together that were separated uh, in hide just the last season. So well, maybe, why um, is this coming maybe, up again? Maybe the, the old moth likes doing things like this in his story. Anyway, um, the doctor's got this little thing that makes people zap into nothingness. To, so rather than have their brains melted and to sort of... Uh, no, he lies about I what it I know that, does. for Christ's sake. Um it's so yeah, she, he did that to stop them giving to giving too much away as the teller sort of honed in on them. Anyway, so a couple of them uh, take this thing. Which they actually think they're dying and sacrificing themselves for the better good, uh, but they're not, obviously, as we find out later. The master, master, master. No, he's not in this the one. Doc, the doctor also says uh, that the thing is painless. The atomic shredder is painless, and yet when. Uh, uh, What's her name? The shapeshifter uses it. She screams. Yeah, yeah, I wondered about that too. <laughs> for that's for you. All right, <laughs> can't really argue with that one. Anyway, they they eventually uh, end up this humongous vault door, um, and the the doctor's been really clever. All these little gadgetry things does he has to get the passwords and and everything to get from one section to the next. I can't remember how he gets through the gets the door open, but he does. And within the vault, oh, uh, they've got. Oh, Sai is Sai unlocked. Oh yes, it. right. Sai is a sort of like augmented but human, he isn't he? He doesn't unlock the last one. It has to open up because conveniently the uh, the solar storm comes along. Yeah, it's an augmented human, Kirby. But you didn't pick up on that, did you? Oh, I was expecting someone to speak so I could have a sip of water, but never mind. I, um, I'm not. Com I'm not commenting. Okay. By the way, Mary, uh, Plymouth are beating Surrey 54-50 in the basketball. Just to let you know. Um, right. Where are we? Uh, yeah. So they there's they got, heard of. <laughs> they've got these <laughs> they've got these locker codes and stuff. So they go into these lockers and pick up various items. Um, and later on, still in the episode, um, after oh yeah, that's right. Clara and the Doctor are about to get done in, but of course. Um, the lady isn't dead because she's chained herself into a, a bloke with a beard, and um, they. Uh, I've got the doctor. Ha the doctor hands out the, the, all the little prizes. What's that in that bottle? DNA, isn't it? I can't remember now. The little looks like a bottle of urine, but um, it's actually does does really it, look it, like a it, specimen, it, it doesn't it? It fixes her so she can actually not uh, not change into touch things. other people. Uh, so and, that sounds and, a bit that uh, sounds a bit iffy, doesn't it? But yeah, it does look like a, a sample, doesn't it, Mary? And you you would know what a, a sample bottle looks like. So am I correct in that assumption? Uh, yeah. She agrees. Where's my bell? <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor's peed into a little bottle and he's going to give it to this woman. <laughs> Say this will stop you from um, if you drink this, this will stop you from changing into whatever you touch. It's a bit like the Midas touch, but it's not gold. It's a human. Anyway, so uh, they they find out that uh, 
the um, the Keeley Hawes. There's there, there are clones, and there's another little Keeley Hawes downstairs in this museum, and she is not happy with the other Keeley Hawes, and says, "You de- you're fired." In other words, you're dead. Um, so it's quite yes, happy to kill yes. her clones, which essentially are her, and so that's a bit of a heartless thing to do. Yes. One of the uh, neat things that's in the making of video is that, you know, this is, room is filled with all the greatest treasures in the universe. Uh, well, one of those treasures is a little uh, toilet paper tube rocket made by the director's daughter. Thank you. I really need it. Really, oh, very cute. I'm not sure I really needed to know <laughs> that, to be fair. Um, and I can't remember what the actual thing they're trying to steal is, to be fair. I, I sort of lost the plot by this stage. Um, but there, there's, yeah, like I, you say... It doesn't make any sense. It, somehow all of this sneaking around is to put the teller together with the other teller. Yeah, I, I noticed there was a, a reunitedness, which is quite cute, and you know what. And, um, yeah, so uh, the teller turns out not to be a complete baddie, apart from the fact he mashed up several people's brains. Uh, but they... Uh, go off and and they look like Picasso designed them don't they these sort of tellers to be fair and uh, everybody goes home and uh, uh, all live happy ever after blah 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 yeah and, we, and we've, we've wasted 45 minutes now <laughs> wasted twice okay right actually, so actually, i've seen this several times okay well i'm glad i haven't seen it several times <laughs> oh right i'm gonna say i'm not gonna be completely com- i'm not gonna i'm gonna be sort of objective about this right okay um because it wasn't 100% bad, it was Doctor Who, and Doctor Who can't be 100% bad. As far as a, a Doctor Who episode goes, it can be bad in relation to other Doctor Who's. Right, that's all I'm going to say yes. on the matter, because there were things about it that were quite nice. Um, it, I remember, that obviously, we're currently in the discussions moving into the, uh, the well into the uh, Moffat era of the, the Clara show. This wasn't the Clara show, it was very much a Doctor centric episode yeah, and clara, that's a huge point in its favor <laughs> yeah and clara is very yes. much the companion in it and uh, yes i felt the doctor or, or peter capaldi's doctor was a bit sort of grumpy in this episode but the, there's been episodes in which the fourth doctor was grumpy um very grumpy in fact um there's parts of pyramid, pyramid of mars that he's really grumpy in, and other stories so i've got a problem with the doctor being grumpy uh we all get it's, grumpy from time to time. He can't always be happy. It's not the grumpiness, blah, 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 blah. it's the heartlessness. Yeah, again, it's, it, he does that from time to time. He's, he's, he's a mystery. Um, it doesn't make him not the Doctor if he's if he's occasionally heartless. And there might be um, circumstances... Well, he has two hearts. Make, he shouldn't be heartless. No, I'm not having that. No, Hartnell wasn't heartless because he had heart in his name. <laughs> anyway, he was heartless. Hartnell, if you remember going back to Unearthly Child, he was pretty heartless about some... Some of the uh, cave Smashing people. Smashing in a, a caveman's skull, yes. Yeah, so there you go. So it's, it is. He should have just brought the teller along to smash it's in not the skull. Out, yeah, it's not out of character for the Doctor, but occasionally harder, so it's acceptable. So I've not got a problem with that. The uh, design of the whole thing was really cool. I'm not talking about the Lego-esque parts of it. I just thought it, it was really beautifully done design-wise. I, I, I did feel as if they were in a, in a situation they were trying to break into a, an alien bank. That was okay. The teller himself was was okay. Uh, having Clemso in it has got to be a plus. Um, the the supporting actors, as in you know, the, um, Cy and the name of the girl I forget, they were really really good. They fitted in nicely. I wasn't bored by them. Um, I just didn't particularly like 
the whole situation. And um, when I, I sort of uh, sat down to watch this, I looked up at the... Oh, no, it's time heist. Oh, no, I remember not liking this. <laughs> Nothing's changed. It's um, it's a bit, for me, a bit boring, to be fair. Um, but there are good performances in it from um, the doc, oh, well, from Peter Capaldi uh, and others. And even Katie Halls was pretty good in it. But it just lacked quite a lot of things to keep me engaged. I'm not overly keen on sort of these sort of heisty things unless they're a comedy i think it would have worked if they turned it into a comedy heist yes you know, like, yeah like it would have been better yeah, yeah i feel there's certain films that like you know is it like what's that film that's where they get all together and rob something i can't remember what's called it born thing is it the one that um that bloke from er was in oh, um Clooney. Clooney, yeah, he was he was in a, a film, wasn't he? Um, it was a remake of an old. Yeah, and then then there was a a, a subsequent one after that. Yeah. You know, it was that, like Oceans. Oceans, that's it. The like Oceans films. Small. I like those because they're sort of even though they're sort of based on over, an earlier version, they're quite yeah. they're lighthearted.ly done. I just can't stand that the 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 attempt at an English accent from the bloke who is who is um, Iron Man's best friend in the, the Marvel movies. Um, so. I don't know why I've got no picture coming up here on my thing. I presume my video is still running. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I, afraid I, it, I don't really like this story. It's not one of those. There's not a lot of them, but this is one of those ones I I probably won't ever watch again. I, I, I'm not probably likely to do the journey again. And I'm quite glad I won't ever have to watch this episode yeah. again. Unless I'm showing it to my grandson. And I have to might have to give him a disclaimer of how, yeah, how particularly bad it is. Um, before we move on to Kirby's uh, thoughts, which we've already essentially had, um, uh, we've got past uh, Neil and Lillian's flirting. We've got to Chris Kane, Evelyn, Neil. Oh my God, he's now threesome flirt. Even in Lillian and Neil. Evening to Adam and Mary. And Lillian said, "Should I cosplay like the head of the bank? Why not, Lillian?" And um, Chris says evening Kirby. What do you want to say? Good evening to him. Um, specifically, yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't watch the the live feed, but uh, evening. <laughs> and then <laughs> Billy Robin, it's a yes from me. Okay, right then. So Kirby, I wonder Wait, what you thought of it. Yes. What What was that? I'm. I didn't hear it. About what's what? a yes? Oh, a yes from me is to do with Lillian um, cosplaying um, um, Keely Horse character. Oh, okay. What yeah, cosplaying for what? Just for the head is of he actually going to answer the question? Then going to go somewhere to you know where where they want you well, to cosplay something? Potentially, I don't know what my video is doing. Anyway, um, Kirby, are you going to comment, or have you already said what you need to say on on the, your uh, thoughts? On well, this this is interesting because I uh, nine years ago when we discussed this one, I I liked it when I first saw it. I liked the rewatches, and then as we were talking about it, as I listened to that yesterday, as we were talking about it nine years ago, and everyone who was on was mentioning certain things, my attitude flipped, and then watching it last night, I realized that it is just absolutely abysmal. It's, it's, there are worst ones, worst ones coming this series 
I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, no, I'm not going to take you that think, anymore, Kirby. You don't think this. You don't think this series is going to improve? <laughs> Oh, this, this, right. We've got okay. in the forest of the night coming. I'm not 100% sure oh. that that is true, but, but we'll I find mean, out. Kirby, we? come on, you know, you have no faith that this is going to get better and better. This is and, a time like the, this we show my positive potato to to the viewers, uh, in the hope that Kirby can um, um, just mend his his uh, spoiling ways. Uh, what? Anyway, uh, th- this is. This one's written by uh, Steve Thompson, who uh, unfortunately is one of the worst Doctor Who writers. Curse of the Bad Plot and Journey to the Center of the TARDIS were his other two masterpieces. I don't mind Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, actually, Kirby. Uh, Well, we discussed it a few weeks ago, and you know what I thought of it. Yeah, and you know what Uh, I thought of it. The the weird thing is, is that he wrote three excellent Sherlock stories. Oh, Blind boy. Banker, Reichenbach Fall, and Sign of Three. Joy. So, well, that's all right, then. He, he just can't write for Doctor Who. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is... A Doctor Who episode? Uh, yeah, it's not very good. Oh, well, I wish you'd give me a long, long more time. Normally, you rabbit on and on and on. <laughs> Tell me about uh, certain aspects that, that were behind the scenes and whatnot, and I'm able I, to... I did tell you certain no, things about no, behind no, the scenes. No, that's fine. I'll just... I just didn't re- get myself ready for, for the next section of the show, which is... Isn't it me? <laughs> Hang on. Ah. Yes. Um, Mary, uh, what did you think of this particular... Uh, well, my feelings about it are very mixed. Um, oh. There's good things about it. The Doctor is the Doctor, even when he doesn't know what's going on. You know, you can see that he's madly, you know figuring things out and trying to interpret what's going on and and give them hope uh, at times um you know of course then his, sometimes he'll you know throw those little side comments about you know but then you die you know those kind of things <laughs> it's like okay um and and clara is a, is a companion she's a good companion she's helpful but she's not in charge so those aspects of it are very good um and i did like the fact that it, it, it was a mystery all the way through um, from the beginning. The doctor doesn't know what's going on, so none of us know what's going and we on. We still don't know what's um, going on. Yeah, by the end, we still don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, <laughs> but it kept me going. You know, it kept me uh, trying to, you know, stay with them to see if I could, you know, figure things out or if what would be revealed. Um, you know, but but it was mired in so much confusing stuff, confusing language what they were calling things that were really other things um you know and, and the monster when when that monster came out i mean he was he was scary for me um which is a plus but then he reminded me so much of the jadoons you know <laughs> and the jadoons to me are, are almost comical so yeah, i couldn't decide whether you know i was really scared of him or whether i should laugh at him and yes that that whole, that very tired story of you know oh we've got your loved one locked in a closet um, you know, it's like, oh, come on, you know, how many times can we play that violin? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I found it confusing uh, and I found it at times inexplicable as to whatever they were talking about. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it didn't end very well for me. Um, but there were those positives that it was a mystery. And I like I like, you know, mystery and not knowing what's going on. I like that the doctor was. Even though he was lost, he was still in charge. And I like that Clara, um, you know, took a back seat on this one. Um, 
So those things uh, are, and Keely Hawes as the woman, even though, yes, she is very stereotypically um, Moffat's villain, villain yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, she still did a really good job. I liked her. She was, uh, she was very threatening um, in a very calm and steely way. So um, I did like that. So, yeah, so up, down, up, down. Um, and <clears throat> we're going to get to Robert's um, review in eventually. Mm. Um, but what, when I read through it, it's like, yeah, I, I agree. It, it seems like we have, you know, good episode, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> and then they go bad, bad, worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that those are my thoughts. Well, thank you. Now, Mark. Mary, you, you listen to the Bernice Summerfield stories, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, apparently, uh, according to the TARDIS wiki, a bank staffed by clones of its owner was encountered by the doctor's former companion, Bernie Summerfield, who, like the doctor, came there to steal something. It's an audio called Glory Days. Oh, I don't think I've heard that one. Might be a good idea to listen to it, but I hope it's not as as bad as this. Um, uh, One thing. Oh, one one other thing. I forgot to, to bring up. One thing that I did like both nine years ago and this time around is if there's. When it ended? uh, Oh, no, sorry. The uh, at one point, Cy projects all these this rogues gallery of bank robbers or potential bank robbers, and it's got uh, all sorts of interesting characters uh, from all sorts of parts of uh, history. Doctor- you said, and you said you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I thought also that the the teller looked a little bit like Hellboy. Never seen Hellboy, but I've seen pictures of it. It just reminded me a little bit of Hellboy. Uh, just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hellboy. Yeah, that's very reminiscent. Contains an image of Absalon Dak, a character who originated in comic stories. Uh, there's uh, Captain John Hart from Torchwood is in there. Uh, Andrew Vax and the Trickster from Sarah Jane Adventures. Uh, uh, Sensorite is in there, uh, and Slovene, and a Weevil, and an Ice Warrior. Okay, okay, I think we've uh, rinsed this uh, episode uh, for its um, you know, for what it's worth. Uh, our next section of the show. <laughs> next uh, section of the show is Mr. Bartlett Sloan and his request for feedback. And I can, we can once. Hmm. Excuse me. Can I, I, was can, gonna, can I start? I'm just going to hang on. I haven't finished introducing it yet. And uh, for once, uh, we can safely say that some of the feedback will be will have been written better than this episode. Jeremy, <laughs> it's over to you. <laughs> Andy Nunny, whoever he is, uh, he's a top contributor. Uh, Stormageddon says King Shark looks like the teller from Doctor Who episode Daddy and I watched today. And I'm oh, not sure what King Shark is, but oh. yes, there's pictures. I could have given you a lift. What the hell is that? On your chest there. Yeah. Watching the rugby. No, what? No, I'm not watching the rugby. Okay. So carry on, Kirby. So we have a slight um, distraction for with wet teenagers. Oh, is it raining? Notice I said moist. Didn't say moist, but just. They've not got an umbrella. I'll wait until the until the distraction. No, this is this is quite interesting. More interesting than the episode that we're reviewing, Kirby. So you, you carry on. It just started raining when we were walking up the hill. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. there's still we're distraction. Wet. 
Oh, you're upsetting Kirby now. That's it. You're done. Apologies, Kirby. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're, you're wet. It's yeah. raining. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how uh, this. Mr. M says, hmm, I'm not too keen on this one. It feels a bit soulless and like it's lacking some essential spark of hooiness to it. I suppose I can appreciate it for what it is, but it doesn't quite gel together for me. Jenna Coleman is hot, yep. but that isn't really enough. I think I'd maybe be able to give this one a 5 out of 10, but that's if I detach myself from the fact that it's supposed to be Doctor Who. Uh, is that it? Oh, so did I miss Neil James's one when the kids came in? Uh, I'm looking for it. That's Maybe. on the top. I, I saw it earlier, and now I'm not seeing it. Let me. Well, you would like me to read it? Refresh the page, okay? Okay, okay yes. Yeah, uh, refresh, refresh, refresh. I hate Facebook. See you now. I'll do some lift music. Uh, oh, Neil James. Okay, there it is. And also, oh, this... we started. Sorry, carry on. There's also there's also where I posted the picture of Clem so. Uh, Neil James says, Time Heist, this one is good. What, did, Neil, did you watch the same thing we watched? <laughs> the teller is good, the other bank robbers are good, and the Doc and Clara are good, but it's not that good. Okay, you, you're forgiven. Uh, <laughs> Keely, Keely Hawes is wasted a little. She's a terrific actress, and she should have been cast in a in a belter instead of this filler. Yeah. The wrap-up is typical Moffat smarty pants. <laughs> Good but skippable. Three stars out of five. Yeah. Can't deny that one. Right then. So while um, I uh, move now, on. Now we to... do have feedback from, from Robert. If you let you me finish to... what I'm saying. While I'm, I'm trying to yes, search uh, um, rather archaeologically for uh, any more feedback that may or may not have arrived, you can do Robert's. Okay. Uh, oh, wow, this goes on forever. <laughs> I'm going to have to give tonight a miss. Yet again, I'm far too tired. I've watched the correct episode for a change. Anyway, here's some feedback on Kill the Moon. No, wait, Time Heist. You know, I didn't mind the Robin Hood episode, but Listen wasn't all that good. Mind you, I was so tired watching it that I kept nodding off. Time Heist was another thing altogether, as I actually managed to stay awake to finish it. Okay. For me, this series seems to be up and down, like like one episode I enjoy, then one I don't really enjoy, and so on. Time Heist wasn't anything serious, despite all the stuff at the start that makes it look like they've got the odds really stacked against them. The bank really, really is a bit on the harsh side before anybody's done something wrong. That effect with the brain turning to soup was done well. I thought the creature looked like something out of Star Wars. That was done well, and even better, it was all done all practically. Now, it's been ages since I've seen this, so forgive what I'm going to say as I couldn't remember when I was watching. I thought that the role of the head of the bank was just like the sort of character that Keely Hawes plays so well. Well, durr, it is her. The glasses and the hairstyle threw me off. I'm more used to how she looks now, I guess. <clears throat> she was good in the role, and she is with any part she plays. Again, not remembering much about the episode, when I saw those things from the briefcase... I knew that they weren't shredders, but teleport devices. I think I'd guessed that when I first saw the episode, too. I did like the circularity of things and the way things ended up. The creature got his mate, the woman got her cure, and Sai got his memories. 
Okay, going on the rotation of good and bad episodes, I know the Caretaker episode is bad. That means the one after that is good, stop right? Stop it. No. Stop it, Robert. <laughs> and stop it, Kirby. Sorry, so sorry, folks. I'm not having much luck lately. It's been either too hot or I'm just not up to it. Well, it'd be Hopefully nice I'll for get it to some be good luck hot. and be back on soon. Lovely. You done? Thank you, Robert. Yes. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, after the caretakers kill the moon. I'll tell you what, right? Kill the rabbit. Kill the rabbit. Oh. Next, next, I'm going to play Andy <laughs> Nunny's um, audio, but I, I did watch a TikTok today of a comedian whose name escapes me. He was talking about dry January and what a, what a uh, punishment it is for having to um, get your credit card bills that come through in, in January and the fact that you've, you've uh, spent all that money on um, relatives and friends who are probably not particularly appreciative of, of what you may or may not have bought them. Um, and in a time where you'd like to drink to sort of uh, numb the, the pain of all that, uh, they decide to have it as dry January. I think we're, we're coming to the conclusion that potentially they should just do dry February because obviously if January is 31 days and February this year is 29. <laughs> but... Um, Yes, Andy Nanny, here it is. Good evening, Tony Megabartis, Andy Nanny, here it is Sunday evening. I'm about to do my usual ablutions, um, and yesterday I watched Time Heist with Doom My Owning and with Stormageddon in the some time attendance watching. me. didn't watch all of it, but uh, I think as you probably noticed on the, uh, the Kirby post, I posted some pictures of the teller and of the King Shark and... Uh, Zach, it's coming so we've been commenting how the two look very similar, and it's yeah, there is a definite similarity there as well. I do wonder if the uh, the one perhaps spawned the other, so to speak. Anyway, time heist. Um, I quite enjoyed it. You know, it rattled along quite merrily, story, didn't it? Um, and there it finishes. Um, uh, <laughs> what? We've got it's forty seconds on that. Uh, Andy, what happened? I'll try again. Good evening, Tony Megabartis, Andy. Here we come about to do my usual abuse. No, 40 seconds. So there we go. That, uh, Andy's, uh, Andy's feedback just stopped at 40 seconds. I haven't got any other ones. So I don't know if he's missed <laughs> Maybe he fell asleep of it. Maybe nodded off onto the stop button of the recording or yeah. something like that. I don't know. But there we are. That was Andy. Um, I got the impression from that little bit of audio that he didn't dislike it too much. Yes. Anyway, I've got someone else, haven't we? Yeah, if I can find the appropriate sound, here it is. Hello, 20 Megabat Podcast, this is Ian Kirk. Time Heist by Stephen Thompson and Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat likes to make a feature of time travel in his plots, and here he does that again. Cyber wants something to give her control over her abilities, and Psy, a circuit to restore his long-term memories, so they go on an adventure. The Wizard of Oz had something similar. The teller is not a bank teller, but a creature who tells who is guilty. Yes. The Doctor, not Clara, is in charge this week. Yay! Do you remember the memory worm? That's a bit of a contradiction in terms. Again, no one goes to the promised land. Even the galaxy's most secure bank has convenient air vents. Bye for now. Ian Kirk, well, everyone. You have to you have to admit that they did label those air vents do not enter. 
That's ah, true. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm just um, just oh, having... and, and then yeah. I love the way that that the, the central vault that with all that most precious stuff has an unsecured air vent, huge air vent leading into it. It's like, did they think no one would ever try to come in through there? Um, right. I, I, is that a rhetorical <laughs> question? The whole thing. It's just has yeah. No... <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just a communicator. I, I, I'm, gl I'm glad that uh, we are over watching this one, but unfortunately, <laughs> looking at the list of what's yeah, we're it's spending it works. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! What? I'm ju just I'm just looking at the list of the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, stop I, it, Kirby. For goodness sake. I about the thing on upcoming Sundays. Oh, <laughs> stop it. I, w I would set the dog on you, but he's not in here at the moment, so you're lucky. Uh, okay, right, let's see what's coming through on the live feed. Uh, bear with. Uh, ooh. Was, oh, I'm looking at the wrong bit. I thought something was coming through, but it was actually what you've just read. Yeah, I don't think anything's coming through, actually. I think the, the, the viewers are switching off in their droves at the moment. That's not going there. And nothing coming through on there. I'll click on yeah, that. Your time no. machine. Oh, hang on. We've got sound coming. Hang on. Have I got anything else? Let's have a look. No, it just stops at Neil James, and it's a yes from me. Uh, so that's wonderful, isn't it? So I'll go back over here. And uh, what's the next bit we've got to do? Um, well, we have the Mileses yet. Oh, Oh, I thought we already done it. Can you do the Marses for us, please, Mary? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> they say, sorry, but due to other commitments, we will have to listen to this week's podcast tomorrow. Well, then, Doctor Who does Oceans 8 through 13. Memory worms again, causing fun, but this time, no Strax. Not only was Jenna hot, she had competition with Pippa Bennett Warner as Celebra and Keely Hawes as Mrs. Delphox Carabraxus. <laughs> if Keely has any spare clones, can I have one, please? Really? Linda, are you reading this? <laughs> <laughs> with all those people walking around in the building, it seems silly to state, in quotes, the bank is now open. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about that, too. I think, well, where's all those people coming yeah. from if, if the bank it was closed? Yeah. Okay. Another last of its species, the doctor keeps meeting these types of being. Um, in quotes, keep your mind blank. Mm -hmm. Try it. It's impossible. I found it a bit obvious who, all in caps, I found it a bit obvious who the architect was. How did they know where the cases were and gain access the whole bank? Yet again, maintenance ventilation ducts big enough to crawl through. When Celebra died, it looked like a teleportation, not a disintegration. Calories consumed in the TARDIS have no lasting effect. Next up, back to school with the caretaker. Right. I'd say that's in hindsight that it looked like a transportation because, you know, until yeah. you knew it was... Yeah, because I didn't know what it was when they showed it. You know, I just took his word for what it well was. Have been a yeah, I've forgotten in yeah. the nine years. Oh, oh, oh well. Doctor Who news. Not a lot of it, to be fair. Uh, unit, the Vaughan identity. That's interesting. Something like that. Um, 2024, we'll see the launch of Candy Jar's unit range with a series of original novels. Uh, this new series of books now squarely focuses on the unit and explores the fallout from the invasion, both on a personal and uh, national level, 
and how the story would have been spun by the government and the press. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. Uh, and we, I think we have spoken about this before, the season 15 uh, coming to Blu-ray. Yeah, that, uh, I can't get. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind, eh? Uh, but it also includes some of the greatest Doctor Who, uh, horror, fang rock, invisible enemy, image of the Fendal, Sunmakers, Underworld and Invasion of Time. Cracking tales. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, what else we've got? Uh We've got much left, have we, to be fair? Uh, I could always double-check if anybody's said anything on the live feed. And I can double-check that it's a no. Um, I'm not going to do the sponsors this week, because I'm not quite sure whether I'm going to bother actually uh, getting them to renew it or not. But I'm not going to say that I'm not going to mention them for, until we finish the show, because... Uh, because I, I like uh, saying whoone.co.uk. You can mention them here and there, but I'm not going to go and say, oh, on whoone.co.uk this week, they're selling this, that, and the other, the same with Lavazi, because I feel that I, I, I'm not going to build them anymore. I think they've made uh, uh, such a good load of contributions to the podcast over the years, and where we're sort of in our... What is it, when you're just about to retire? Is it Swan Song? It's sort of in our Swan Song. Um, now... I feel that um, they've done their bit, so uh, they're going to get free mentions from now on. But I'm not going to commit myself to keep on, you know. But master. No, the master's not in this one. It's Missy at the moment. What are you going on about? Uh, I just brought up this uh, website, whoone.co.uk. Oh, at the very top of the page, yes. it has this big picture. Yeah. With the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, which is the old graphic from about 10 years ago, I'd imagine. Who's a doctor at the end of the line on that picture? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it might be Peter Capaldi. Yes, it is. Yeah. All and, right, and, then. And, and when you when you click on it, it goes to um, Podbean. So. Yeah, I don't care. They, don't... they, haven't, they haven't forgotten yeah, about you. Yeah, but they've, all I'm trying to say is they've made their contributions to the show over the last 15 years, especially who won. You know, they've spent a lot, quite a lot of money on the show. And I feel that a, a free year is um appropriate uh so i shall pay for the the podcast um subscriptions for this year and say thank you lavazi and who won you may continue to be our sponsors okay. for free right then um did i say dot com lavazi.co.uk no. i i i was i just whenever you say uh who won i have to finish no, it you don't honestly uh, yes, I do. I've been doing it for no, a long no, time. You really don't, Kirby. Um, right. Uh, so Lily Robin says, I'll say something then. Yeah, <laughs> go on then. She does say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we watched this week. Uh, i trying to think what I watched this week. Well, I've been watching Traitors. Uh, um, that's still got another few episodes to go. We've been watching... Oh, what was the other thing we've been watching? God, I can't even remember. Oh, obviously, Lego Masters Australia. Currently watching Series 4. Cracking series, if you get to, ever get to watch it. In the UK, you can see it on um, the 4 online service, along with quite a lot of other versions of um, Lego Masters. Um, what else have we been watching other than Traitors? Oh, yeah, Masked Singer. That's quite a good series. Uh, not much, really, other than that. And... Uh, Oh, and some stuff on Discovery Plus football as well. Um, there's a new series on Discovery Plus, which is quite good. Um, 
where they they basically piece together how they solve a murder using cctv which isn't murder on cctv it's just more of a sort of documentary on how they solve the crimes using um cameras and whatnot CCTV, that happen yes. to be around not just cctv that's people's phones uh, and all sorts of other bits and bobs and of course the tracking that people have on their phones other evidence as well as that means obviously the the solving of the crime and i mean uh, is 100 percent correct rather than well, they go to trial and say no not guilty well you can see you're not blimmin', you know, you're guilty it's there on yeah we've got the full evidence of it you know that sort of thing um and there's a new series on bbc I think it's BBC Two, bear with, which I watched with great interest. And that one is called, I'm just getting up on the screen, uh, The Victorian Murder Files. It's actually on Quest Red, I do apologise. Victorian Murder Files, that's a really cool programme. Basically, it's a Victorian murders which they um, contemporarise in regards to the evidence that was available at the time and whether they can actually solve who did the crime with modern day um, crime solving methods. Uh, they did that recently, actually, not that programme, with, the, with, the, with your, the Jack the Ripper, sorry. They, they sort of tried to solve it. It's a really, really cool programme. Um, that's about it. What I've been watching. about you, Kirby? Anything? Uh, sort of. I, I, I had to do a lot of overtime work this past week, so I just ended up in the evenings watching a lot of YouTube. But I went with Fred yesterday, uh, drove up to Chattanooga to where there's this fantastic used books uh store uh, called McKay's, uh, used books, used um, DVDs, etc., etc., and I uh, picked up uh, a, unfortunately, I made a mistake, and... Uh, no, you made a mistake? Uh, <laughs> Come on! I, I, was, I was looking at, at these three boxes of this series that I picked up and went, oh dear, I picked up volume one, volume three, a second copy of Volume 1 instead of Volume 2 of this series that you may have heard of called Rumpel of the Bailey. I yeah. love Rumpel. I like the She Who Must Be Obeyed um, um, sort yes. of nickname because I use that for a certain person that yes, lives in I this know. house. What do you mean yeah, you know? Yeah, and I was, I was checking on... I was thinking about Rumpel of the Bailey the other day and going... Uh, I checked to see if I could find it online anyplace and I couldn't. So... When I was up there, I picked up these discs, but however, I made a mistake. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go back and exchange or sell my second copy. And you've said you've made a mistake about four times. I must try and catch that particular bit of audio <laughs> and turn it into a jingle. And the other thing I got, which I was actually watching last night after I finished watching, forcing myself to watch Time Heist, was I picked up the uh, Looney Tunes Complete Platinum Collection which is six discs of the best of the best of the best of the Looney Tunes. Cool. I like the sound of and, that. And they're, they're, they're not censored. So uh, Why would they be censored? Are they, they, I saw a couple of... On um, Prime, there's um, like three hours of, of cartoons, and they've got some of the ones that they made in the war with Daffy Duck and a few others, which are a bit sort of on the edge, but they would have been because they were made in the war. Or the Second World yeah, war. I mean, um, there's, there's also ones like Speedy Gonzales, and mm. they that one tends to be... Uh, not played a lot. Well, because of the racist um, elements yes. towards Mexicans. Yes. Mm. Okay, oh, I can understand that. Yes. Uh, but then you could say about Tom and Jerry and their maid, you know, the maid that jumps up on the stool when when yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Well, I, I I didn't when I was a kid I did not like Tom and Jerry and I'd not seen all that many of them. I love Tom and Jerry. Funny. 
it's all slapstick and it's all good fun but yeah there are some old cartoons that are a bit you know, so I would imagine the time in which those Daffy Duck war cartoons were made that America wasn't in the Second World War, so they were making these cartoons about Hitler and whatnot. Um, you know, by way of sort of sitting back and watching. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's that's all that I've. So we, we, we this is watching. a point in which we can ask Mary because uh, obviously she's not been on the show for fifteen years, so we can find out what she's been watching in that time. <laughs> Well, if you want to know all about um, Bluey and Peppa Pig no and thanks. Uh, the Wiggles, <laughs> no thanks. Uh, these, these are all you know shows available on different uh, streaming services that are that run during the days while I have my uh, my little grandson when I'm watching him. Are, so, the, are the Wiggles still a thing? Australian, I don't know. Um, they're on YouTube. Yeah, uh, because uh, when when my girls were little, I actually took them to a Wiggles show. Well, but when my was, ah, but was, when my girl years ago, when man. my older girl was little, I took her to see the Tweenies live twice. Yeah, so um, the Wiggles is kind of a recent discovery because um, we started doing when I take them to a, there's a like a like a toddler's playgroup at the library and they've been playing um the hokey pokey uh, which my little grandson just loves so when i looked up hokey pokey on youtube up came the wiggles so not only does he love doing the hokey pokey with the wiggles but they've got all these compilations of their you know in studio and stage shows so we've got this endless supply now of wiggles that he loves to watch <laughs> And he dances to their songs and and everything. So that that's been my uh, that's been my life. <laughs> Watch out! Oh, the, yeah, no, the, Grayson's you. already watching stuff like that. He likes in the night garden. <laughs> well, uh, Adam, when he's a little older and gets more focused on TV, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to hear what you're watching with exactly, him when but, he's with you, you and your wife. <laughs> yeah, but the lovely thing about him niking in the night garden, which I believe is still being made by with uh, Sir Derek Jacobi as the uh, the narrator, is that's one of Isabella's favourite programmes when she was little. Oh, yeah, I just brought up the Wikipedia page on the Wiggles. It says years active, 1991 to present. There we go. Then. Oh, my. So they're still they're still, they still exist. Yeah. Sorry. About I, that, I read a thing where there's parents that are um, upset um, with the fact that because their kids watch so much Peppa Pig, which mm. is British made, yes. um, that their children are learning to speak with British accents. Good, good, well, good. Is it, isn't Bluey Australian? Yeah, and Bluey is Australian, yeah. What, I don't know what the Wiggles is, though. They're Australian. Uh, they're yeah, also they're Australian? Australian. Okay. Mm. So why is it the Brits and the Aussies are all coming up with these great kids' shows? What are we oh, making in America? That, uh, well, Barney was the, one of the main programs that Alicia used to watch when she was little. I, had to, I actually bought her a interactive Barney, and when we met Barney when we went to Walton Towers, so... Um, it was obviously not the real Barney, but he did look like the real Barney. Uh, that used to be quite good. And Sesame Street is, was always a winner, isn't it? Um, and I don't think any kid would not want to watch Sesame Street. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, my daughter never liked Sesame Street oh, when was she was growing up. For some reason, she just she always wanted me to change the channel if I had Sesame Street on. But Barney, oh, my gosh, I had to record all of the <laughs> yes. Barney episodes yeah. because she she could watch those endlessly. Yeah. 
Yeah, my three words didn't assess me straight either, which was was odd because I I just assumed that all little kids were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did too. Talking yeah. of children's programs, it just reminded me that um other. I did love the Russell T. Davis documentary that was uh, on a few weeks ago. Really, really good. I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not. But um, it was referenced quite a lot in that documentary about Doctor Who being a children's programme. Um, I accept it did start out as a children's programme because it was uh, made by the BBC Children's um, Department. I'm not accepting that it's a children's programme now, but um, but the fact that Russell T. Davis more or less said it was um, irritates me somewhat. Yeah. Well, I mean, children, I mean, Doctor Who would have in the past would have and maybe still does appeal, you know, more to the children in the, I'd say, eight to 12 category. Mm, I don't know. I, I feel it's a family show with sort of yeah, it's a family bit for show. everybody rather than specifically a children's show. But there you go. I know obviously it's going to appeal to children. And when I'm not uh, babysitting uh, the little guy, um, which I do, you know, three, four days a week, um, in the evenings I will watch True Detective, um, which I think is on Prime, um, or it's on Max. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get confused. <laughs> you know, I'll turn on, you know, one of the one of the platforms and say, okay, what have I been watching? You know, um, and I'm still watching. I'm watching the last available series of uh, Portrait Artist of the Year. Oh, well, you caught up with me then? Have yeah, that, the 2021 series oh, no, is no, the last on, one we're available. We're on 2023. Um, Landscape Artists of the Year has just started as well, which I haven't watched uh, any no, episode and, of. And uh, Dame, uh, is it Breakwell? Yeah, just, Breakwell? she's still doing it. Yeah, she's come back. Yeah, she. I think she had a period of illness. But yeah, because okay. uh, Frank Skinner was the, the sidekick for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, but he hadn't done and it for a while. I forget the name of the guy who kind of took over and, and mm. did it for a couple, three years. He's still doing but, it. But uh, so he's still on. Mm. Yeah. Do you know well, what Susie Gatwood was, uh, was one of the subjects on one of the. Yeah, he was. Well, it was quite in a while 20, back, wasn't it? Yeah. In the 2020 series, yeah, he was. Mm. I think David he, Tennant's done it as well. The thing is, I, everywhere I turn now, he's in things. He's in Barbie. He yeah. was in Portrait Artist of the Year. He's, yeah. he's in all these things that came before. I think it's because the camera likes him. He's got that sort of. He's got a, yeah, he's got a spark. It's like, know, you know, that. going back through the years, there's been a few people that have done rather well because the camera just likes them. Clark, um, not Clark, what's his name? Uh, Cary Grant. Um, oh, yeah. There's yeah. A, actually, talk about Cary Grant. There's a great drama on, on ITV uh, with Jason Isaacs playing Cary Grant. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. It's, it's really on Britbox good. here. It's on Britbox, yeah. It's really, yeah. really good. So well made, well performed. And Jason Isaacs is absolutely brilliant as, as Cary Grant. Absolutely superb. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend that. Um, I think it's actually on two different services here uh, in the States. I did look back, you can find my pastor on, you know, when he was born in Bristol and and see how accurate they were about the his early life. Uh, they did sort of bend the truth somewhat for dramatic and purposes. But uh, most of it was correct. <laughs> well, it, it did pop up on Prime, but when I looked into it, it was um, it's only if you subscribe also to BritBox do you get this. Nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. You got to be careful with Prime because they offer things that either you have to rent or pay for, um, or you have to have a subscription to another platform in order to watch something. So yeah, you got to yeah. look into them. Yeah, my Fred uh, was is really into um, Wallace and Gromit 
And mm-hmm. up until last month, uh, all of Wallace and Gromit were was free on Prime. And this month, it shifted over where he had to pay for it. Was that because of the new Chicken Run yeah. film? Excuse me? Is that because of the new Chicken Run film, maybe? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. So uh, I just pulled out the DVDs and... We're going to the cinema on Monday for a secret screening. So obviously a secret screening is what it is. We don't know what we're going to watch. Brand new film that's going to be out in the next couple of weeks, maybe. Last film we saw on secret screening was... I forgot the name of it. It was quite good, though. Yeah, I I, I went to one of those secret screenings once, and it turned out to be this movie called Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, dear. I wouldn't be happy if I would have... The very first one. It was was great to be in one of those screenings. Yeah, they are quite exciting. I haven't so far um, been presented with a film that I, I, I'm going to go home. You know, oh, I don't want to watch this. Uh, oh, I know which one. It was Next Goal Wins was the last one we saw, which is another a rather charming film uh, based on a true story, but um, created in a comedy way. You know, that, that they've made it lighthearted and, uh, and it's really, really good. So, yeah, it's uh, tomorrow, secret screening. Excited to see what we're going to get to watch. Anyway, next time uh, we've got the caretaker. Wait, wait, master, master, you've got some fantasy con announcements. Oh, well, well, Kirby. Well, 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 it had to happen at some point. <laughs> I should have made a new jingle that Kirby's made himself useful on the show. Ben was here. <laughs> well, I, I, I was impressed by by the one last. Four days ago. No, I wanted to. I wanted to actually because anybody who's watching on the, the uh, you know the, the I Work Doctor Who fans page would be nice to do a little bit of an exclusive, wouldn't it? So yes, well, well let's backtrack a little bit about who we've announced so far. Fraser Hines, obviously, announced him ages ago. Uh, very happily to pair him up with Wendy Pabry. Uh, if anybody doesn't know classic Doctor Who, Fraser Hines played Jamie McCrimmon, who was. Uh, Probably the Doctor's longest-serving companion before um, Sarah Jane and Tegan. Uh, and um, in his last series with Patrick Troughton as the second Doctor, uh, he was joined by Zoe, um, who's uh, very well known for uh, wearing a cat suit while perched on the TARDIS console whilst it's spinning around in, um, in the void. But yes, yeah, so Jamie and Zoe have been reunited for... Fantasy Con. Very excited about that because I haven't met Wendy Pabry yet, so that's going to be a nice one for me. And uh, we also have... I, I, just, I just Googled longest-serving Doctor Who companion and it is Jamie. Only because he did more episodes, because they made more episodes in those days. 113 episodes. Yeah. And um, also we have uh, Jenny Linden, who was... I think it was she Barbara, wasn't she, in uh, the Doctor Who and the Daleks film, if I remember rightly. I but we're not bringing her in because of her Doctor Who connections. It's because she lives on the Isle of Wight. And uh, she also uh, likes to name drop people like Roger Moore and Tony Curtis because she worked with them on The Persuaders. And she's obviously uh, in films. And she was nominated for a BAFTA for a performance in Women in Love, which is uh, an iconic film of 1969. So she's fab. We had her uh, at FantasyCon in 2019. She's a really nice lady. And I had dinner with her as well that year, which was quite a memorable moment for me. So she's coming back. Um, there's a very good chance. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that... No, I'm not going to say so, because I don't want to put the kai bushes. But we are. I can announce today that uh, Jeff Rawl is going to be coming along 
as a guest. That has not been officially announced, but he is coming. And uh, he uh, is better known for being um, Amos Diggory in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, he okay. was in 67 episodes, I believe, of Drop the Dead Donkey. You can find clips of that on YouTube. And uh, he played Plantagenet <laughs> in um, a Doctor Who story, um, which are, the name of which escapes me. So when the Tractators one, where, you know, when um, Turlow dribbles, because he goes a bit mad and dribbles, he played Plantagenet, who gets... Um, Plantagenet gets down to the ground, that sort of thing. You know, he gets sucked into the ground a bit like um, a story later on. Are you listening to me? I just feel like I'm talking yes, to I, myself I, here. You know, I just had to Google Drop the Dead Donkey because that's just a It's very a comedy sketch show, thing. I think. Oh, no, it's a comedy show, from, a cult one from the 80s or 90s. Anyway, but so he's done quite a lot of stuff, but obviously worldwide better known as uh, Amos Diggory from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And he's coming. Isn't that exciting, everybody? Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. That's great. Cheers. Um, we've got Quivers coming along, who's um, the Isle of Wight's uh, biggest entertainer. Um, sorry, Derek Sandy, but he is. Um, they are, I beg your pardon. And uh, Quivers is um, going to be not singing because uh, she needs to conserve her voice for, for a, an evening performance outside of FantasyCon, but... Um, um, Quivers is bringing her personality and a stall to sell her merchandise. She's also going to be judging the cosplay competition amongst or, uh, other cosplay competition judges. Um, I haven't... Uh, Deb and uh, Alicia have seen Quivers perform on many occasions and will always take up the opportunity when it occurs. I haven't. I've heard her. I haven't actually seen her. But my, she's a massive Doctor Who fan. So... Um, I know Julia. Yeah, I was looking at, at at her Instagram uh, earlier today, and uh, oh, yes. she even has a uh, TARDIS yeah. uh, tattoo. And she's uh, got a Davros suit as well. So uh, I don't know if Julian Clark may have posted that on the page, that the Isle of Wight Doctor Who fans page. Julian, post it on the uh, the 20 megabyte page as well. That's all I can say. More more quivers. We can't get enough quivers. So that's fantastic. Right. Uh, what drop, else? Drop, uh, drop the Dead Donkey. Uh, you can watch here on the Roku channel and the Tubi channel, which means they'll have uh, it'll have commercials. But yeah, Jeff rules in that. Take a look at it. Jeff rules in that. Um. Well, so we've got obviously the Joker squad. I'm in negotiations just to remind the Joker squad we desperately want them to come along. Now you're going to say, who's the Joker squad? Who's the Joker squad? <laughs> the Joker squad are a band of uh, Star Wars cosplayers who are absolutely fab. Okay. Okay. That's the question. No. Okay. Well, that's it. Obviously, we've got the house coming because they're bringing Fraser with them. So Samantha and David Howe are coming along as well. So oh, we need cool. them. We need them to be them. Uh, they're absolutely lovely people. And I'll tell you, you American conventions need to get Samantha and David Howe along because uh, you buy two, get one free. Well, actually, no, you do have to pay. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure they've probably been to Chicago TARDIS and Gallifrey. Yeah, you're sure, are you? You're not. Okay, well, relatively sure. I mean, but... There are, are not that many Doctor Who conventions anymore. Well, that needs so, to be changed, doesn't it? Well, I'm not putting one. Well, I, you know, I, I wanted to do a Doctor Who convention. It was called Fantasy Con, and then other people came along and removed Doctor Who from it. So all I've got now is a zone. That's what we had at Island Con. We had a Doctor Who zone, but we made Fantasy Con to be a Doctor Who convention that has other elements similar to Doctor Who that Doctor Who fans might like as well. But now, apparently... 
Nobody's interested in Doctor Who, so I have a almost like a little slot to stick Doctor Who in. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. So we need Doctor Who to be the most popular programme on Earth. Um, and thanks to it Disney should be Plus, the greatest show in the galaxy. And hopefully it'll be so popular, just the mere mention of Doctor Who, and people will go, Woo, I'm going to that event! But yeah, so more more um, guests to uh, be announced in due course. We don't know who, who they are yet, but there are people in the pipe, pipeline. But the fact that we've got Wendy Pabry coming along and Fraser Hines is pretty good. Yes, that's wonderful. Fan, isn't it, really? um, so anyway, I've babbled on enough about FantasyCon. FantasyCon.net if you want to get tickets. FantasyCon.net. Live feed, what about live feed? No, nothing else on the live feed, Kirby. Thanks for... Um, you're trying to keep the show running, aren't you? That's what you're trying to do. Try, just trying to keep us um, talking. I, I just clicked on it, and there there is another. Yeah, it says the 20 comment. megabyte children's show podcast. That's Lillian. That's all. That's all it was on there. That's uh, <laughs> okay. week. Yeah, uh, bookend. Yeah. Oh, he said okay. By the way. Uh, right then. So um, yeah, caretaker next week. Um, so we're back and, in and school. We are doing it next week. Oh, very good question. I'll check my calendar. I always I normally too. say next time, but I, it may have slipped out as next week. Yes, it is next week. Eight. Yeah, 28th of January. It says Walter versus Southampton, FA Cup. Um, I've got a wedding on the 3rd, and I've got a wedding. I've got a show to do on the 18th. What's, uh, hang on, there's something missing from my calendar. Um, there, are, I might have to double-check that one. So we'll just say next time. Because I know I've got the Isle of Dance show to do soon. That might be midweek. Oh, it is midweek. Yeah, so that's on the 5th and 6th of February. And that's a Monday and Tuesday. So, um, yes, we're clear on Sundays for a bit until the 18th when I've got a show to film. I'm sure the the viewers on the Isle of Wight Doctor Who fan page are absolutely thrilled to uh, watch that particular. The, the, the viewership has now dropped down to two. Uh, and that, those two of those people have actually nodded off. So, right. One of them might actually be me. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, so next time a caretaker, uh, and um, uh, please uh, continue to provide feedback and your views on the episodes we're about to talk about, and you can do that via two zero mb dot feedback at gmail dot com or join the twenty megabyte dot two podcast um, group uh, where you can comment on one of Kobe's requests for feedback. The more the merrier. <laughs> So until then, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. Bye.
The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production, sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music.